following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. sci-fi update i'm your host tony harper and in my home studio i have dave clark with me today hi everybody glad to be back uh today we are going to talk about sci-fi and biological enhancements um there are some various things we're going to get into but as usual we're always going to get over the new go over the news first uh there wasn't a lot of news this week i mean tony dow died unfortunately he's uh director for deep space nine and um I believe he had a lot to do with Babylon, too, as well. Huh? I was just rotating a little bit. That's right. There we go. Um, I just look like I'm gazing off into the into the forlorn sunset. I know. I'm down one camera right now, too, so we're kind of being shot uh, this way. Yesterday's news added another death. Uh, the lady, I forget her name was, Alice something, I'm a terrible human being, I forget his last name, uh, who played in... Uh, the Matrix, the final one. Oh, yes. Yeah, she died too. Yes, I did read about that as well. Uh, Disney Plus is looking to pick up the rights for Doctor Who. <laughs> My world is destroyed. Why? You don't want it to go on to Disney Plus? No, not at all. I do not want them to take it from a wonderfully British show to a Disney crap fest. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any other words for it. Uh, yeah, I'm not real enthused with how uh, Book of Boba Fett came out. I was, I liked The Mandalorian. I really liked The Mandalorian. I don't think that one was done too badly. But The Book of Boba Fett, I... I, I like we yeah. discussed, the only three episodes of The Book of Boba Fett I liked were The Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then... What was the last piece of news I read? I don't know. A lot of my news sites had a bunch of like award things that are going on, and I'm like, I'm not going to read off awards. If you want to know who won what award, you can go to locutusmag.com. Um, they're one of the ones that has a lot of the sci-fi writers. That's where I'm found to get a lot of news about sci-fi writing. But I still haven't found a great site that I like for like TV and movies and all that kind of stuff. Spoiler alert: I didn't win any awards. All right, so today we're going to cover um, biological enhancements. Now, this is a science fiction trope. It's used a lot of the time in different stuff. You have your cyberpunks, like your guys that replace part of their body, become more robotic. You have um, DNA enhancement, like... Um, I, 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 I don't care. It's not brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. There's no free shout-outs, but he's drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee today. And if we're being honest, it's absolutely terrible. They did a terrible job. It was supposed to be cold brew with sweet cream foam. Does anyone see sweet cream foam in there? I don't. Ranch completed. 
Thank you. <laughs> and um, let's get into it. Uh, so what, I mean, because you're the one that wanted to talk about this. Yes, excuse me. Okay. Uh, no, no, right. I mean, I, li- I like it. I mean. In that case, what, so the two basic questions are always, would you have a body part replaced slash what body part would you have replaced? And would you think of yourself as less human because of it? Alright, so here's the thing. If I needed a body part replaced, I would. Even if it was like some big clunky, clearly robotic, not not. Yeah, I mean not I mean that's typically I mean how um current prosthetics look now. I mean if you're some of them are beautiful. I mean, if you're missing some of the art yeah, but those beautiful ones cost a lot of money. If you ain't made out of bucks, you ain't uh, actually I literally am. Get uh I, I lose a limb at work. <laughs> Right, but if um, but I don't know beforehand. I don't know if I would mess with that. Like DNA enhancement ahead of time when you're before you're born, that I can see a little bit more. We're trying to give a chance for increased smarts or increased vision or increased something like okay, that. Okay, so not just get getting rid of a disease, not gene therapy to get rid of a no, disease. No, you're no, going no. straight upgrade. Yeah, no, yeah. If you're if you're gonna do it why not upgrade i mean we just we've now passed the point uh, according to a science article i read already this summer that we are able to genetically enhance humans at this point in time i mean I don't the crispr stuff has already gone through there it's not just correct genetic defects um at this point in time we are able to biologically enhance or select certain traits so what about the whole uh, because I can afford to make my kids smarter, faster, better, should I be able to make my kids smarter, faster, better, as opposed to all the poor folk who can't? Do we then create two separate classes of human beings? Do we have a superhuman being and a, and a let's just say, less superhuman being? And do we uh, turn them into our I into think our that will be happening regardless of rather that, because we don't have enough money to stop that. So, again, it takes people with power to stop other people with power to prevent that from happening. Um, do I think our society is capable of doing it? No, I don't. I think it will happen. Um, and those that have more money will create smarter things. Will it ultimately end up with two classes of citizens? I don't know yet. I think we're going to degrade or devolve into, into World War Four happens. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't so. think that would happen yet. I don't think that there's enough pieces in place to allow something like that to, to truly happen. But I do think that the rich will pay to genetically enhance their children and give them all the advantages they can give them. Well, that's why the uh, the rich killer, or pancreatic cancer, doesn't discriminate. Kills everybody equally. Right. So maybe we need to stop researching that. And, and, and <laughs> Joking. I totally don't want people to stop researching. I, I, I know, cancer. but... but I mean, researching the cancer is how we find some of the other stuff that we're doing when we're trying to figure things out to prevent that kind of stuff. And I do think we're going to get to a point in time where we can prevent cancers from happening or have less likelihood of them happening. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to be able to stop it from happening, but I think we'll be able to halt its its progress and reverse its progress. Because it's so... How do you stop a single cell in a body? Just one out of the billions. You know, no, no, no. You, you're right. For genetic mutations which develop over time. Um, but there are... Your body already automatically tries to stop those cells. Yeah. 
So well, it's getting the better at, that, that at being able to do it. It's when the body can't tell the difference between a bad cell and a good cell that those bad cells keep multiplying. Yeah, the, uh, the, the nematode that is immune to, or is the possum? No, the possum is immune to uh, poisons. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's the nematode that cannot get cancers. Because of the way that their yeah, the polymerides at the end of their DNA chain are set up so they don't. Yeah, they don't degrade. Degrade. Ours, every time they split, get a little little worse. A little, a little worse, shorter worse. every time. And oh, we can't stop aging. Yep. But when you're beautiful like me, you don't care about aging. I am like a fine wine turned to vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my very first one is Bacta Spray. Do what? Bacta Spray from Star Wars. Bacta spray. So, so you yes. know how you have the Bacta tank where they dip Luke in and, you know, like, hey, you know, heal up, buddy. Sorry okay. about that laser. Oops. Uh, in the Mandalorian, they introduced Bacta spray. And it's been in a lot of other, a lot of other sci-fi shows, too. You know, I spray this on you and you heal. Okay, so, um, yeah, not just second skin, but there's other stuff that's inside of there to help you heal a little bit more. Yeah, and, and um, in most cases, it's like, oh, poof, my beautiful... Leading man whose face just got tore in half, and now it's now it's pretty. The hard. army and the military have been highly interested in that for a long time, and have developed a lot of uh, stuff that is um, pretty very, close. very close to that kind of stuff. So there's a company called Avita, A V I T A, and their product is called Resell. Uh, look it up; it is absolutely amazing how well this stuff works. So they're using it. It got FDA approved last year, 2021. Oh, okay. uh, and there's, uh, specifically, there's pictures of this kid who got uh, second degree and third degree burns across his chest and stomach and arm. And they use this on him. Basically, uh, they take a uh, quarter size biopsy of skin, uh, reproduce it, and turn it into a slurry. Uh, and according to the company's website, uh, they can cover up to 80 times more in that quarter, so well, that's probably twenty square inches, okay. roughly, off just that one biopsy. Uh, it they spray it onto the skin, uh, kind of like new skin, which is basically just super glue. Uh, and being well, it's your really own cells, just, just a covering to help protect bacteria and other sort stuff. Sort of new skin. Uh, what what this stuff does is it covers like new skin does, but the cells in it promote cell growth. Okay. The before and after pictures on this kid are absolutely astounding. Wow. Uh, I mean, he is mauled. He is just... Right. He looks like a half-melted bar of soap. And then... <laughs> okay, so maybe that's not great imagery. <laughs> I'm illiterate if I can't help. <laughs> but the look... So, after, uh, I think it's uh, three or four months, was right. the time frame in there? It was a little, little uh, vague on that. But the kid, the kid was like two or three in the picture, and then maybe three, four in the, in the after picture. Uh, it's amazing how clear. I mean, parts of his skin that were only you know second degree but gonna scar were perfect, and then the areas that were third degree uh, were red, but not skin graft and horrible and you know obviously skin grafted. It looked amazing, and wow. to, that we have that now, and it's FDA approved. All right. I mean, think how think how much better that's going to make people's lives. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's going to make a lot of things better. But I mean, again, that was developed probably for military to begin with first. 
because you're in those situations where a combat medic, like, um, they don't even need to do tourniquets as much anymore because they have this, like, spraying foam, for lack of a better word, that goes into the wound, seals the whole wound up, and starts the healing process and prevents you from losing, like, blood through the vessels that were damaged in that. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Tony and I were both military. I was in the better one. And, uh... <laughs> Many pounds ago. The, uh, <laughs> uh, they always taught us, you know, the last thing you want to do is put a tourniquet on because they're going to lose that limb at that point. Right. But, I mean, it's better to lose the limb than die for right. most people. The uh, and, and never tourniquet the neck. I swear to God that was one of the instructions, never tourniquet the neck. <laughs> oh, it's like when you take your, your new baby's onesie out and it says remove child before washing. Oh, anyway, carrying on. <laughs> oh, all right. So, what's the next real one you got? Oh, Jordy's visor. Oh, I I love the idea behind Jordy's visor. It's something like that. I wouldn't wouldn't mind doing implants for a removable type like thing like that, where you could put it on but take it off type of thing. And that's like, exactly what they have right now. So. My research, which is Google searching, <laughs> sorry, the uh, I found ten different uh, hot products, we'll call them, right. uh, for it. Uh, the best one I found, so I've done, you know, the popular mechanics, uh, popular sciences like that, uh, but the best one I found was called Bionic Vision Technologies, which has been through a couple of different iterations of the company as bigger companies swallow them up. Uh, started off as an Australian company. Right. Uh I learned about it from a friend of mine, uh, Dave, who, shout out Dave Hurley, how you doing? Uh, who is only got eight inches of vision. Okay. Uh, and Not for macular degeneration. Yes. Uh, no, he has another He has another one, I don't remember what it is, but he's always only had that much vision. Okay. Uh, and eventually he's going to lose that, so he's been trying to get into these, these uh, studies. studies. Uh, he lives out in uh, Washington, so, you know. That's actually a really good place for them to live for these studies. Uh, so what these folks are doing is they're doing, it looks like a cochlear implant. So right. It's a magnetic implant in the skull. It connects to the... ocular the, nerve. It actually connects to the back of the eye because it stimulates the eye, not the ocular nerve itself. That's exactly what I thought, and there's a couple of companies that are doing that. Well, I think it's probably easier to stimulate the eye and the nerve connections there than to try to figure out how the ocular nerve and break it down all and the what way. exactly... But what they were finding was with the implants going into the nerve, uh, the body was trying to go, hey, let's not do that. And it was coating the ends of the probes in uh, proteins, and you'd lose the connection, and they'd have to redo it. And you really don't want to have that redone. No. Hey, thanks for the scalpel behind my eyeball. Kind of creepy. Uh, so what they did was they connected to the back of the eye, in this one in particular. Uh, and what it does is it there are, check the notes... 98 currently wires that are atta- micro wires that are attaching to the back of the eye, and it's stimulating the eye in basically a television screen. So it's making it's we'll just say projecting, stimulating a uh, at this point because they upgraded. Is there only 98 pixels, or is it close? Now they're up to 1024. So basically, okay, a computer screen from 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, it's 
to the point now where uh, there's no color involved in it yet. But even in black tell. and white, if you had no vision to begin with, that's significant. Uh, at this point, some of the people, and they didn't say how many of the people, uh, can see facial gestures. Okay. So it's got that much depth that you and I, I would be able to tell if you're sticking your tongue out at me. Right. And going from nothing to seeing, you know, the motion of trees, people's faces, I mean, that's got to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. So they use a pair of glasses with a high-resolution camera. Hi. My dog um, has come in here. Uh, the, uh, the glasses connect magnetically to the, to the uh, coupling in the head, and that, so you can literally take it off like Jordy's visor, which, did you know, actually is an acronym? Uh, yeah, I knew Jordy's visor was an acronym. I forgot what the visor was called, though. Yeah, I wrote it down because I'm sure they mentioned it in the show. They mentioned it but, at one point in time, but it wasn't like anything that was... Let's see. It is uh, Visual Instrument and Sight Organ Replacement. Yeah, Vision or something, right? Uh, the, yeah, it spells out visor. Visor. Uh, let's see. Anything else on that that had? Connected back to the, uh, so they're expecting or they're hoping that in the next five to ten years... Uh, they're looking at it being two years out from being FDA approved okay. as a regular therapy. Uh, but they're looking at between the next five to ten years being able to double that that uh, resolution. Which, I mean, you're never going to right? yeah, get to the human eye because it's just entirely too complex for that kind of compression. I mean, you can have a you know 64 megapixel camera and it's still not as good as regular film. Right. It's great, don't get me wrong. And you can zoom in like crazy, but it's not as sharp as a regular picture, just the way it is. But to imagine going from being blind five years ago to being able to see, you know, I mean, yeah, so it's like you're watching, you know, a TV from 1984, but still, the difference is amazing. Right. Nothing to that. I would be, I would be super I would be super aesthetic or something like that. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, Jordy's visor wasn't the only thing they did it. I mean, they used, um, Borg used vision implants and re- eye replacements. Um, who else used that as a trope? Well, at the end of, well, Star Trek, uh, Generations, what was the, uh, it wasn't the, a Discovery? No, it was Enterprise. No, it was still, it was still Next Generation. It was the second movie, I think. Okay. Uh, they were, they replaced Jordy's visor with bionic eyes just because bionic they're like, we don't want to do all this. And he really apparently hated wearing that thing. I'm sure he did. Well, I'm sure that sucked. Do you know what it was actually made out of? No. Uh, so when I was a kid, I got two sisters. The uh, They used to get these hair clips shaped kind of like C's, like that. And they'd clip together like that. And there were little combs that would go together. That's what it is. It's a hair clip. And if you look real close, you can actually see... I can see that. Yeah. At the at the end of the seasons, uh, they had changed it so there were solid vertical bars instead of just the hairbrush clip like that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is amazing. You you look at it and you never know. Right? No, you don't. I mean, what they can do with special effects and all that kind of stuff, and it's easier to do when you're still only running 480p at that point in time. Exactly. Yeah. You're not, you're, <laughs> it's a lot less magic. Well, the uh, was I watching? Uh, I think it was Doctor Who. Actually, they use uh, a lady's razor as a tool, <laughs> and you're looking like, "Hold on, I just saw a commercial for that." That's great. Um, 
What about um, DNA enhanced vision? What do you think about that? Uh, I have a nanotech on here, but it didn't have anything to do with vision. I, I would love to have better vision. I mean, better than 2020 is amazing. All right. But I haven't read anything on the actual science, science of how it's done. So I, I, I mean, Still science fiction at this point in time to get eagle eyes. All right. I, I mean, I'd be totally down with it. I, if I could get a prosthetic eye and it was as good or better than my eye, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But then again, like, like, the, like the other ones there, if I, you know, if I had no vision, I will take anything. Right, right, right. Uh, we as humans are completely visual animals. We are. We have a terrible sense of smell. We've got a terrible sense of hearing. We've got a terrible sense of taste compared to the rest of the universe. Or, well, the animal kingdom, anyway. Who knows about aliens? Eyeball in their hands. Is that Pan's Labyrinth? Uh, Pan's Labyrinth is one of them, but there are others that are like that as well. Ah, it always creeps me out. You don't it, like the eyeballs in the hand? No, it's just... I mean, I mean there's I, a lot of anime tropes, too, that I see that have that in there. Like Parasite and a couple others that have the, like, the eyeball in the hand. Think how impractical that would be. Hey, I'm going to make some bacon. Stop! Not only did you just burn your hand, you burned your eyeball. I mean, our eyes are protected for a reason. I don't know. All right. Uh, my next one, actually, is from a company that you have worked with. Oh. Uh, we're not mentioning where I'm working, though. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Siemens. Yeah. Uh, Siemens makes, and I've gotten to actually work with it. It's actually incredibly cool. Uh, they have a automated... Uh, testing system. So basically, we're talking about like the symptomatic from uh, Fallout or the automatic. Uh, but they're already from... using something like that in in space too. They have uh, the robotic uh, doctor thingy that that does a lot of the diagnostic stuff and tries to do the pre treatment stuff up there. And it's far more advanced than your typical lab setup is down here. Oh, significantly. So, uh, just recently they had that, uh, I should have looked up her name, uh, the lady who was running a company that designed a machine like this and it was a total fraud. Uh, oh, I remember. Yeah. I, I, something like that, I forget what it's called. Anyway, but that was to replace the Siemens machine. The whole point of hers was that it was only supposed to use a couple of drops of blood, whereas... Uh, this machine requires a good couple of vials, but right, it's still not, I, I mean, it's significant in amount, but not as significant. Yeah, I mean, you're going to draw the same amount to do the tests anyway. You might as well, right? Right. So how the machine works is inside. So you take a vial of blood. Uh, it's about yay big. Uh, you load it into the machine, and the machine completely automatically uh, evacuates the container. And what's cool is, so it kind of it opens like that. So it goes, whoop, and then you can see all the workings inside. The, uh, as it pulls the blood through, you can see it actually go through the different steps. It's just really cool. I don't know if it was necessary. I think maybe they did it as a marketing thing. You know, maybe. I mean, there's... If it looks cool, you've got a better chance of buying it when it costs a half a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, but you can see it go through the different blood separation stages and everything like that. And then when it finishes, it actually cleans itself. So you don't have to go through and pull like out a saline solution. I'm not sure what the solution is. It's probably like a peroxide or something like that. A peroxide. Uh... Alcohol, almost guaranteed alcohol. But uh, it's super cool to watch the whole thing be completely automated. Uh, and then they have separate outside machines as well to do further testing for more complicated things. 
uh, and you watch the pipette machine come over and grab it and separate it and you do DNA testing off it and everything. It is just absolutely cool. But it is clearly... Not a holographic doctor. Though. It is not a holographic doctor, but they have a model that's actually called, drumroll please, the Symptomatic. I, I was like, how did you get away with ripping that off? <laughs> but hey, you know what? It is cool as hell. Uh, right. so like I actually got to work with one of them, and it is super cool. Uh, they use them, uh, they have them in uh, gene therapy labs now, too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it automatically sequences the whole thing right there, the whole system. That system takes up about half this room. Uh, so maybe 10 foot by 4 foot. I mean, it's really cool what they're doing with that kind of stuff, too, because um, cause you were talking about gene sequencing and that kind of stuff. They they are able to now tailor make certain uh, cures for... Yeah, antivirals, uh, uh, which are made by sequencing genes and then using CRISPR to, to change it so it destroys that specific virus. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, some of them are too complex at this point, but... Just may get quick enough to do that, but well, even in just the last ten years with the development of CRISPR, we have gone from zero to hero. Uh, oh yeah, I real mean, quick. Next and we go from gonna, Aquaman to Batman, from Batman to Superman. Even quicker. I mean, you think about like data, right? And it's positronic brain, and but that works on quantum mechanics, correct? Yes. If I remember from Star Trek, they talk about it sort of, they kind of leave a little bit of the science leave, out of it. They leave it really open, but positronic brains are basically quantum computers. Right. With really cool LEDs. Right. <laughs> I totally have one. Um, but quantum computers have made leaps and bounds in the last three or four years in comparison oh, to the last, you know, ten years prior to that. When and, they, and then when they've been trying to develop it for like 50 years, practically. Quite frankly, the coolest looking actual device ever designed. Have you ever, have you seen what one looks like in, in a magazine figure? Uh, not exactly. I mean, a, a, a lot of it, it it's because of the um, the fiber optics and the carrying the data back and forth, so and you have to hook it up to a conventional computer to read the data from the quantum computer side of it. It's it's a lot of stuff that just right, seems well, insane. Do yourself a favor. Google what does a quantum computer look like. It's the coolest sci-fi looking thing you've ever seen. I'll have to Google it looks like, that. It looks like a spider web hanging down. With yeah. Like injection ports. So it's just it's awesome. <clears throat> I know I read an article not too long ago that uh, IBM has now made it. Uh, part of the problem with quantum computers is that um, it has errors into it. And it's because of the observational kind of like. Error so how it. we observe the data? How the computer is observing the data. It it will make some errors. Like they know they input a specific thing in it, and when they get that the other side, it's not that thing. So there's like an error correction thing that it goes through an algorithm now, and they've gotten really good at refining that algorithm to where it completely does the autocorrect type of stuff. That's pretty awesome. Um, and it's not only that, it's, it's like um, a little bit between quantum and entanglement with other stuff, and it's a little bit of effects from cosmic rays and all that kind of stuff, because we're getting into really tiny well, stuff there. Cosmic I mean, rays is why we want to use quantum computers. There's another one you can look up. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often cosmic rays, real things, interfere with the memory of your computer. You'll get a memory error, and it is almost guaranteed to be caused by a cosmic ray. 
it just hits the bit in the in the memory and flips it from a from a one to a zero. Issues. And then it totally messes things up. So, but it's the same thing like when you get down to the, the, the quantum side. I mean, it's it's not quite cosmic rays, but it's something similar to that. Okay. I, mean, I read I read not a lot a of stuff, not enough to fully understand because they go into math and a bunch of other things. And I'm like, ugh, math. <laughs> All right, next one, the replicator from Star Trek. All right, so this is something I've I've read about too. Here, I mean, they have. Uh, been doing this for a while. One of the um, first examples only was you can only replicate certain things, um, and I don't know if they gotten that much better at it. It's well, the problem is in Star Trek, things change from what a replicator is to what a replicator eventually becomes. So, in the beginning, a replicator used a store of materials on the ship to then create that into something up the Earl Grey hot. Right. The uh so eventually it got to the point where it just took energy photons and, and created, created the from the energy. Yeah, it, so it actually converted which is not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. It's it was it just made more sense the first way in a in a more our timeline kind of way. But basically the first replicators were 3D printers. Right. Just in a very fast portion, uh, which we now have. We have the pizza printer. And again, that's that's science fiction creating science fact. And it's amazing. Uh, right now, the fanciest one we have right now, uh, as far as human beings go, is a liver printer. Yes. they. Uh, but those printers basically take individual cells that were created already and then kind of and that's exactly print them first out to become a liver or something yeah, else. That's why I want to make sure everyone understood how the how the replicator worked initially. Because that's how the initial one did. It took, you know, two As of coffee and made and, and yeah and, and did it like that. Uh which they kinda touched on in Deep Space Nine when I, they I, I didn't pay enough attention to the replicator science well, on the shows. Congratulations. It, it was the most interesting thing in Deep Space Nine to me. Sorry, everyone. And, and I never watched Throw the Deep hate all you want. I really never watched Deep Space Nine. Sorry. Deep Suck Nine? <laughs> yeah. Janeway's my least favorite captain. Although Cisco was really close. The uh, uh, So in one of the episodes, uh, they're basically forced to give replicator technology to another race in order to you know get whatever MacGuffin they needed to... to carry on their deep space travel uh, and they touched on well how much of the materials of that we have do we give for them to use the replicators and then by the end of the episode they're like oh we don't need to do that we'll just, they just make it magically so in the space of one episode it went from being one device into another device You're like come on at least follow your own canon like, you can't just pull the wool over my eyes like that but sorry distraction oh, Captain right. distracted the uh so this liver one that they have uh, is not anything close to being used in a human yet. No, because they can't even replicate the um, like blood vessels and all that kind of stuff. Right. Currently, it's only uh, printing liver tissue for uh, experimentation. Yes. So instead of having to go in and biopsy liver from somebody, they can just print a little chunk of liver tissue and be like, all right, here you go. Go inject it with whatever you're going to inject. Uh, but 
I like the idea that, you know, we're getting to that point. We've got the food replicator where we can 3D print a pizza, which I haven't had one yet. Have you had one yet? I have never had a 3D printed pizza, and I don't know if I would currently. I would. I don't know if I'd do it twice, but I'd do it once just to see how it was. I mean, how bad uh, could it be? Yeah, but, you know, we live in Buffalo, New York, and we're very particular about our pizzas and our chicken wings, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's, that's mildly like, put. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I could I could do it. We were just in uh, Scotland and the kid wanted to order chicken wings, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you? Seriously, you what let, is wrong? You should have let him do it. I could not let that affront. Grace you should have just you should have just let him do it, and then watch him complain about how bad these wings are. And he's extra particular. Right. Oh. All right, what was next, everybody? They would have looked at him real strange when he said extra crispy or something like that if he wanted it that way. I ordered chicken wings in Japan, and I thought I was going to get chicken wings. No, I got drumsticks. I mean, just huge drumsticks. I'm like, you sure this is chicken and not uh, turkey? All right, so the next one I got is from a company called Rewalk. Uh, okay. Rewalk's been around for a while. Uh, they're a DARPA company, uh, and they make external exosuits for the paralyzed. External exosuits, like, I, I tried to talk to somebody else about this on one of our episodes not too long ago. But they're not nearly as cool as me, and I don't know who it was. Maybe it was even you. I'm not nearly as cool as me, but... Um, if something, it was, mili- we were talking about the military ones. Yeah, the military's been wanting those for a long time. Um, I mean, even before Ripley used it in Aliens, um, to try to rip apart the alien, it's yeah, just... It's just my favorite. That is my favorite. I've seen the real ones, and I love the loader so much. The loader is freaking great. I mean, and I can't believe we haven't created one yet. Uh, we have. We well. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, check it out on YouTube. It's very awesome. A guy actually made the hydraulic pneumatic powered robot. Just a dude. Just at in at his home. garage. It's like 15 feet tall, and he can literally pick up a small car with it. It is amazing. It follows his motions, follows his hand motions. To a degree, it's not super dexterous. It's not as dexterous as the one. That's the thing. Like, but it's and that was homemade, awesome. and it's a lot of servos and a lot of. Yeah, but it's awesome. I haven't I seen mean, this yet a, to see how awesome it is. But, yeah, I mean, it sounds really great. Good. But you I mean like you could go to Japan right now and get inside a life-size replica of a mech. They, they currently have one of those on, and that's all that was was like a smaller mech, and that. Again, came from sci-fi and anime, like way oh, back yeah. when, before they even added the loader to. Well, I mean, there it's you know, BattleTech is your original, you know. You yeah, know? I mean, you can go. There's there's earlier Gundams, but Gundam is different than a mech. I mean, a Gundam is basically a semi-sentient robot that just has a human driver, whereas a mech is all human-driven. Yeah, right. you, know, you got it. Takes all no of your sense. Yeah. You, it's still really cool, but these ones in particular from Rewalk are uh, designed for paralyzed people. Okay. To uh, yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, where they could stand up and all that kind of stuff, and it's um, it's actually something that attached to I thought to the uh, spine itself. Uh, the one I saw was a brain-based one, so it's basically a a little hood that goes on you uh, with a bunch of sensors. Uh, they attach sensors to the uh, muscles where the nerves are, 
the damaged nerves and they read the minute uh, firing of the of the sensors. Uh, I didn't see one that attached to the spine, although I'm sure somebody's working on it. But I, I thought didn't it was do the one of the ones that was like where you could stand up and that kind of stuff. Was uh, well, it allows you. It, so the big limiter on it was battery power, right? Uh, because I mean, look at what you got. But if you're tethered, basically, in the mobility uh, was a little chunky. Uh, I mean, there was no ballet dancing going on in this thing. Uh, arm motion was was pretty reasonable. I mean, you gotta figure your most dexterous portion is from mid chest, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the walking was a little chunky. The arm motion was a little slow, but it was actually pretty accurate. Uh, as far as hand operation, it had basically just pinch claw. Uh, but I mean, you gotta work on you gotta work on all that stuff. There's a lot of fine tuning with all that stuff, and and then. If they're only doing it with like a skull cap type of thing, and then it's training your brain to activate certain things, yeah, the training the computer to read, oh. all that kind of stuff. But again, if I have no eyeball, I got it. Twenty-four is great for me. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't actually read or see anything in there, and I didn't even really think about it until now. Uh, what about people that have no lower limbs? Because a lot of those electrodes were connected, like I said, to, to, the, yeah. to the points on the body where it would read. You know, even though I think move my hand, for whatever reason, that pulse is not getting to the hand, uh, or it's not enough to fire the muscles or the muscles of atrophy to the point. What if that? What if you didn't have those limbs? The muscles or anything that I know. Begin with some of the like, if you had some a lower of the bionics, arm, will 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 hook up. Yeah, to the, and you to train the, thing, the other you muscles. You train other muscles to to activate them. Oh, that's so cool. Um, we are. We are on the cusp of being cybernetic awesome. And I don't know if I want to be cybernetic awesome. I don't want to replace everything. I don't want to be the cyberpunk. Uh, there's a there's a knee or two I would <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> but no, I do. I, I think the wife would probably replace a knee too because current knee surgeries only last about 10 years, yeah, which is why they're not great. they don't want to do it until you're like 70, yeah. 60 or 70 before they do it because... The uh, new guy, Eugene's wife, just got a hip replacement. They they waited on her. Uh, she needed for the last 10 years, they waited. Uh, but I'm an early adopter of a lot of things. Uh, I just don't... I, I don't think of myself as a very ego person. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't really groom. The, <laughs> the uh but I am not sure I would do something permanent, like have a chunk of flesh removed. Or like have your arm removed and put a new bionic arm on. I mean, if that's it was... Not a, what I think it's actually the, different than that, though. I think I would go with an entire arm replacement before just having, like, a screen put in. Because I, and I really and couldn't And I think I'd be alright with the screen put in versus... The entire arm replacement? Yeah, the entire arm being replaced. As long as I have use of at least one finger, and I'll let the world figure out which one I'm referring to. <laughs> hey, a man's got to oh, drive. All right, Jesus. next one. He's looking at his watch already. Next one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Captain Tangent's on the, on the job. I just wanted to know where we were at oh, in time. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, this is the one for your DNA. Uh, Ohio State University uh, is working on tissue... Nanotransfection. Uh, and the acronym, to say yeah. that again? Yeah. So it's TNT, tissue nanotransfection. And I double-checked to make sure I wrote that down right. All right, so what does transfection mean? 
Uh, it is, as I understand it, uh, transfer of information from the nanobot to the cell. Okay. Got uh, it. So it's like transfer and infection put together. Because you're basically... Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm like, so you're like infecting... But how... What? They were very vague on how it actually works. So you're going to have to look it up, do a deep dive, see if you can find it. I don't, I don't know if you really time. can, but it's... It, the problem is I hit a paywall uh, in order to look at the uh, actual documents from Ohio State. I had to pay $25 in order to read the reports, which... I understand because they need to make money in order to, you know, do stuff. keep processing things, but it seemed kind of shitty. The, uh, so the basic idea is they have a chip basically the size of a micro SD card. Okay. Uh, that gets implanted somehow, they didn't really say, into the area that needs to be affected. It contains nanobots, which release the coding to recode a cell. And they didn't go into how that worked. Uh, but it is currently under FDA uh, revision, so something that may or may not in the next two three years come be, out a little yeah. bit further. FDA process is a long process, though. But it sounds like what you're doing is reversing um, cancer cells by creating like an RNA well, type of yeah. And they didn't get into is it, into is it all chemical? Are the nanobots walking around with little backpacks with syringes on them? And then, yeah, I don't know how the nanobots work with it either. But, I mean, it sounds very intriguing. And obviously that comes from the nanobots from Star Trek, the Borg, uh, and so many other other stuff. Um, But it seems that Star Trek seems to be the catalyst for so many super nerds to come up with these great ideas. (laughs) Gene Roddenberry probably saved more people than... Mary Curie at this point. Yeah, and I did have one of my um, friends who wanted to come on and talk about all the medical advancements that just came out of Star Trek. Well, like she literally tried to lay it, lay it all down on that. Um, That's another one. Actually, they actually used the name Tricorder in that device. I didn't write it down on here because I was like, that seems like already, obvious. We already yeah. discussed that a little bit. Yeah, uh, you actually told 10. me about it. And then I went and looked yeah. it up. Uh, so that's really all the information I had on that one. It, okay. It, it was a little slim, but I wanted to put it in there because it is there. That just sounds really cool, but yeah, I, I want to figure out what's going on, and hopefully that motorcycle wasn't too loud on the recording. Yeah, they'll get over it. Uh, those were all the ones I wrote down. Okay. That was nine or eight or whatever it was. So, um, what else did you want to talk about with this? Uh, I think we covered all the stuff I had. There's a vacation involved in there. Sorry, people. <laughs> no, and, and I've been creating a little bit shorter episodes now just to make time a little bit more convenient for me and uh, allow me time to do editing and all that kind of stuff. In the new format, it's been about 30 to 45 minutes for the most part. We're, we're right around there. So, uh, the uh, if I were going to get a limb replacement, it would definitely be a leg first. A leg first. I mean, you can get away with not having a leg. Something goes wrong. All right, it's crutches. I'm sorry, the third leg I need. Uh, I said I'd get one leg replaced. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who plays Cyberpunk. All right, so if you've only played Cyberpunk 2077, the video game, there's a lot of uh, Easter eggs in there from the old school paper and pencil role-playing game. 
Uh, and if you look at some of the uh, advertisements in the game uh, and listen to the audio from the commercials in the game, uh, you'll hear about uh, several replacement parts for men and women. Uh, and it's hysterical if you know what they are. So go ahead and play that one and watch it all over again. You'll enjoy it. All right, guys. I think we're going to call it um, quits for today. Do we have anything we want to discuss? Did you ever see um, Madness? Uh, the Doctor Strange. Yes, I, I finally did get around to seeing it, yeah. Because we were supposed to review that together at one point in time, and that did not happen. All right, quick um, review, I liked it. <laughs> Quick review. We like no, a little bit more of a deep dive on that. What did you like? Uh, so when it started, I, I I didn't really read a lot of reviews or anything about it, or the show notes on how how the movie went or anything like that. Because I like to go in with a little bit of, of absolutely mystery. Uh, I liked that they try not to do any spoilers here. I liked that they took from some of the more recent comic books of the last five years, anyway. Uh, and implemented that. All right. Know, it's multiverse. There's multiple Doctor Stranges there. Big spoiler there. Uh, and I like what they did with the very first one. Right. And then had him come back to help. I, I, I really like that because that was fun. That was part of the Marvel series. That was just kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, but the way they implemented it, I thought was really good. I liked... I like that they had a lot of character development for Steven. Uh, I like that too, actually. I thought that was pretty cool. And the uh, <sighs> graphics were good. Story was a little light, but it wasn't bad. Eh, I don't know. I, I think they were trying to pull too much of the Marvel Universe in there. I think some of the biggest complaints were you had to do history on it. I don't think you really had to do, like, had to watch all WandaVision, and I don't think... Because I didn't watch WandaVision, because I really couldn't get into it. No, oh, I thought it was really good. Um, uh, the first two episodes were a little slow, because you're like, what's going on? And uh, maybe that's why I couldn't get into it. I like, watched one, and just never got back to finishing up. But The last even three then, episodes was, are like, really good. At this point in time, I kind of know what WandaVision was already about, since I watched... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did just watch... What did I just watch? It was just in my brain that we talked about WandaVision, and I lost it. Um, I think uh, Bruce Campbell's uh, cameo in there was kind of funny because it kind of related it back to Evil Dead. Oh, they straight up did. Tried to pull <laughs> Evil Dead into the Marvel universe, and as far as I know, they're not connected at all, are they? No. Uh, Ash and well, Evil okay, Dead. they kind of are because Ash, uh, Evil Dead was a was a Marvel comic. It was a Marvel comic. So, I mean, they. That's what I was do. wondering. Like, if they could. If they did it because of that. Well, I'm sure, because well, they own part of the license, I'm sure they did. Uh, but then again, you got a bunch of people doing a bunch of nerd movies that are nerds. Yeah. So, you know, it, see, that's what I'm concerned about with Disney and Doctor Who. Next thing you know, you're going to have 13 doctors, 14 doctors, running around in, in a Disney painting game. All right, guys. We're going to call it on that. At least I got that review in. Um, Quick as it was. Please like, share, um, rate my shows. If you rate the shows, I know what I'm doing. If it's getting out to you. I know I've been having a lot more people hitting my site lately, and I know 
Um, a lot more people are reserving that kind of stuff, but I also know some of the content I produced was shit, and I'm trying to fix some of that. So yeah, he, he threw me against the wall when we walked. He was like, "Don't go on tangents." He totally did. No, I, I swear didn't. to God, he did. I did not. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye.